Johnny Ive and Apple go their separate ways, and Elon Musk doesn't want Twitter. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation. This time, the panel takes a look at what appears to be the final separation between Johnny Ive and Apple, and also digs into the Elon Musk Twitter situation over whether Elon is going to or not going to buy Twitter, or is or is not going to be forced to buy Twitter. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Well, I'm going to I'm going to juggle our topics a little bit because a couple of things have come up now, even as we're discussing. Um, one though, I wanted to make sure we got in. Marcuccio, um, I wanted to ask you, this is more of a public service announcement and one that I'm kind of disappointed at and I'm hoping isn't going to be the, the, the truth, but um, you, we wanted to have you talk a little bit about Drobo. Yeah, uh, sad, sad situation. Uh, you know, Drobo and uh, its parent company and uh, other uh, sister uh, corporations all filed for Chapter 11 at uh, the end of June. So, um, yeah, Drobo, for people who've been watching, they haven't been shipping products for a couple of years. Uh, they've always been, since the pandemic, listed, sold out on their website, Amazon, B&H, other places. So, uh, not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, I know heard through some of the scuttlebutt uh, last year that they're having disagreements with their contract manufacturer. And um, But, um, you know, all things come to an end. You know, I gladly worked there from 05 to uh, 2011, uh, did a tad of consulting for about 18 months, uh, ending in uh, November, December of uh, 2015. Um, I've got a bunch of Drobos. I have, you know, three, you know, on the, you know, on the desk, uh, desk surface uh, next to me. So, uh you know, they don't all of a sudden get uh, a message. Oh, the company's having financial troubles and it's time to die. But um, you know, a couple of people have contacted me about it, and my recommendation is that uh, you know, based on whenever you think you're ready, you know, start to uh, look for another alternate replacement. Now, I mean, it's possible the company may come out uh, successfully. It's a Chapter Eleven reorg, uh, and. Um, Looking at some of the court filings, it looks like maybe there's uh, an infusion of cash uh, coming, you know, possibly, you know, because you have Drobo. They also bought interest, you know, retrospect, uh, you know, and a mm-hmm. flash memory company and other things that have been running as independent divisions under a holding company called Store Centric. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's uh, who knows what's going to happen. You know, if it's uh, notoriously in bankruptcy, you know. You know, people get emotional and they get greedy and, you know, great deals, you know, you know, can blow up. So uh, I think best thing is, uh, you know, uh, sort of things I'm looking at are, uh, you know, other world computing. You know, they have some really great, you know, DAS uh, Thunderbolt products. Um, Synology. Synology. Yeah. Synology is NAS. I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about NAS and, uh you know, a lot of uh, a lot of geeks slammed Drobo because you know they weren't a NAS company. I mean, NAS was you know at most twenty percent of their business. The bulk of their you know 
their uh, cells were in uh, direct attached storage, you know, USB, you know, various flavors, ESADA, you know, Thunderbolt to various flavors, you know, so, uh, you know, NAS was just sort of a, you know, you know, just sop piece of bread to sop up the extra gravy left over on the plate. You know, it's not, uh, you know, absolutely key to uh, what it was doing. And I think maybe the, you know, the recent management team, I think, you know, they got maybe suffer from the head fake of, you know, have to be NAS company. And, you know, they were focusing on NAS products, which, um, you know, for creatives, you know, for, I mean, as everybody knows for Apple for a long time, you know, even Apple does not really have a strong uh, NAS solution. You know, they're really great on DAS. You plug, you plug the storage into your Mac and then you, you can enable file sharing from your Mac, you know, which is a much better, you know, NAS solution than anything that uh, Synology or, you know, QNAP or any of the other companies out there have. But, um, you know, that's water under the bridge. And, you know, I think, you know, from, uh, from back in uh, 27, 2007, when it launched, you know, the markets changed, you know, and a variety of things I think are really eroded uh, you know, the competitive need for a Drobo. You know, number one, the rise of uh, streaming services like uh, Netflix, you know, and Apple TV and you know, all the others, Disney, et cetera, uh, as well as uh, music streaming. And that, uh, that mitigated the need for people to have big, safe, secure source to house their digital library media collections. Uh, then the other thing, frankly, was, you know, hard disks, you know, took off in size. I mean, we were talking, joking earlier about Prime Day. Uh, well, you can get uh, a WD um, 12, or maybe it was Seagate uh, 16, you know, terabyte NAS drives, about 250 bucks ballpark. It's not, the page is not in front of me at the moment. So Western Digital. Yeah, so those, you know, so those are enormous. And if you have two of those, uh, you know, that basically, you know, took a swipe at the Drobo's, you know, big storage pool, you know, that can grow as you need it. Um, you know, the hard drives came up, you know, now certainly, the, you know, there are a lot of people out there have, you know, tons of media that, uh, you know, they, slide, you know, they get an eight drive Drobo and they fill it up with uh, eight or 16 or 12 or 10 terabyte drives. Uh, but, you know, that's, um, that's an important, you know, profitable, but small part of the market. So, um, you know, it's sad to see it happen, but, um, you know, this is life, you know, in the Silicon Valley and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, found in 2005, you know, that's had, uh, like what a 17 year run. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's long as far as, uh, you know, a lot of uh, startup companies in this Valley. So, um, you know, time to time to move onward. And if anyone has questions, you know, if they're listening in the in the uh, chat rooms, you know, fire them away, uh, or you know, contact me uh, at uh, at Twitter at M A R K F U C C I O. And so, uh, yeah. you know, long the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, Mark, I'm with you, and, and Drobo holds a soft spot for me. First of all, because that was where you and I first met when you were manning a booth at MacWorld. And I walked up and said, tell me about Drobo. And, you know, here we are all those all these years later. Um, and it's been a, a great friendship and a great relationship. And I I've, I mean, I've, I there are Drobos in the background here that you can see. There are more Drobos in this room than I care to confess to. Um, <laughs> and I still have uh, Firewire Drobos running. So, you know, they they're they're great hardware. My I guess my biggest concern about all this it would be the software support for them going forward. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's one of the big 
potential bugaboos. So we will see. You know, I wish them the best and hope that uh, they come out of Chapter 11 and everything goes back to being the way it has been. But if the, it was something that Mark and I decided we better mention, because I know I've advocated for Drobo for a long time. Obviously, he has. And, um, yeah, you should be aware of some of those things. Um, next up, um, I'm going to I want to copy this and throw this in the chat room. Oh, shoot. No, that was not it. Sorry. Um, Okay, well, I know it's here. I just got to find it. Um, but apparently, Johnny Ive has um, Johnny Ive and Apple have terminated their their design based relationship. Um, and Jim, you just put this in the in the chat room in our private chat room as a hot story. Hell, survive. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's true. I think I'll be all right. I assume it was his idea. Yeah. Uh, don't don't know. Uh, don't know, but um, this. I mean, I think it's really, I don't really think people are shocked about it. I'm not. I mean, it was, right. it, this wasn't going to last that long. I think, you know, the, the first step was getting them out of Apple, and this was sort of a string to kind of hold on to them. And, you know, it's not going to last forever. Anybody else surprised by this or have any know. specific reaction to it? Not surprised. Yeah. No? Okay. Well, maybe it's not as big a deal as I thought it was. I mean, it might be a big deal to some people. I mean, you know, he his firm has been poaching a lot of design, designers from Apple as it is anyway, so he's going to have a lot of employees for his design firm uh, as it is, and has you know he's but he definitely has left a legacy for for Apple, that's for sure. But he's pretty much not been active other than being a consultant for a lot of years. So, yeah, the man, it's, I it's, wonder uh, what it is he wants retirement. to do anyway. He wants to retire. He's good at getting. I think so. I mean, how well, old is he? Well, he's not retiring. I know, but he's getting trying to work less, so he has more life. I think that's why I left Apple. Well, he could he could not work at all, and apparently, is not doing that. So, yeah, on some people, it's hard to stop because you're famous yeah. and good. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like if, like Mick Jagger. Yeah. If you if you read. If you read the After Steve book uh, by Trip Mickle, um, it's really an interesting profile of of not just of Johnny, but he he figures prominently in the book, and he really is a designer's designer, you know, to the to the point. And we've had the discussions here about someone who values design even over functionality at times to the product's detriment. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what he does <clears throat> if if he ever comes back to the mainstream or if he just goes off into some of those more exotic design projects that you see that really don't have a place in the mainstream but are lauded by design fanatics well it seems like that's the direction he was going in and it seemed the last couple of years at apple uh, you know he got involved in designing you know the glass and other things for the building uh then doing ceramic uh, watches and other things so uh he's been experimenting with uh with different, uh, sorry, I have a dog panting here, but uh, he's just been experimenting with different uh, material. Yeah. So it's like most people are pretty happy with the direction of Apple design since he's been not involved. So I think that makes this less of a story. Um, you know, Jim, the one thing I don't know is I don't know how much of his design philosophy has carried over into what products. I mean, obviously the the farther in time we get away from his involvement at Apple, 
the, the more we're going to see, you know. Right. But you look at like, you know, laptops have gotten thicker with more ports, which seemed to be the opposite of the trend when he was there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's a course correction going on. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think people are like, yay. So, you know, you know, not that I'm necessarily saying this, but I think people might be like, oh, good. There's no chance he's coming back and screwing that up again. Uh, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, he did so much for Apple. And, and no, so much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the iPhone hasn't changed much I, since he I, left. I right? think, you the know, it's no. almost the same. Maybe just yeah. a little thicker. I think they made it a little thicker. Well, with, I don't know. Look at that, cam- that camera yeah. bump. Yeah, it was getting, after him. You know, pretty soon it'll be a camera bump with a phone attached to it. Yeah, I, I'm sure Tim Cook doesn't like that either. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a designer to to say that doesn't look great on a phone. But, no, but you know, yeah. physics. But it, yeah, and but it does take more, and it does take somebody to make the call. You know, at what point do you do you elevate design? Right, and that's what happened when you know, Johnny was there. He, you know, it was harder to make the call with Johnny. I was saying, no, just keep going with my direction. You, this is how you know. I see, I see an end of what I'm looking at with thinner and lighter and no ports. And his end was going to be like this great machine that doesn't need ports and doesn't need to be thicker. And but then, you know. People said, no, that's not what we want. So then, you know, but Johnny would fight and fight. And then ever since he left, now Tim Cook doesn't have anybody to fight with over that. So, so imagine, imagine, out. imagine thickening the, you know, the depth, you know, of the iPhone so that, you know, all of the cameras were within the phone instead of bumping out and then using that extra internal volume for battery. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, that, probably give you 50%, 60% more battery life. I yeah, think that would be would a huge it. and enormous. Yeah, I know, but heavy, nobody, yeah, nobody's going to want to carry, you know, my wife will look at the new phone and not know anything about it and say, no way. Look at, the th- look at that. I'm not carrying that. Well, so you can get an SE. I mean, they have plenty of room in their product line. You know, well, it's, you get what I'm saying. It, it, yeah, the normal consumer is not going to. That's what Johnny's yeah, you know, okay. philosophy is. A normal consumer cares less about battery life and and uh you know some and of the i think things. in that regard he's wrong i i i argue well, i think telling someone what jim right. is alluding to is you know he got carried away and you know he he ceased his vision ceased to being you know helpful to their Macs. you know and it was actually destroying functionality for a lot of power users right. so but he had an end game he had a vision of where he wanted to go in the company and, and he had a vision of like you know 20 years from now what uh, an iphone is going to look like and what a macbook is going to look like or whatever the the goggles or watch is going to look like and you know he had to convince the board every year to not listen to most of the people who like us wanted more ports and we want a better battery. But or you know, there's wanted, also wanted borders on buttons so that you could tell they were buttons. People want you I mean, you know, eventually Tim Cook watched The Simpsons with the Homer car and says, you know, there's a point where we gotta stop listening to everything that people want in the product and make big boy decisions on how the product's gonna look. Otherwise, you know, that that's a struggle, right? So that's a struggle between a designer and the the you know the CEO who has to put it out. 
So anyway, yeah. long and short of it, he had a good run and yep. uh, the world changes and, you know, people and companies diverge and need to go in different directions. So that's yeah. uh, that's what happened. And, I wish him good and, luck. Yeah. And, and who knows? You know, it doesn't mean that a deal can't be re-inked or, or renegotiated and he comes back yeah. in some some fashion. Um, honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't seem likely, but hey, never say never. Right. If he... He should do the keynote videos with uh, the guy with the hair. That would be his calling. If they just brought him back to do the uh, the videos with the hair. But he supposedly one. didn't like doing that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think he always seemed to be happier being in the background, you know, and pulling the strings. He's the designer. He didn't want, he didn't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Mm. Today's Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack. The Mac Voices Slack is where you can connect with the members of the Mac Voices Live panel and other Mac Voices patrons. Get in on the discussions, agree or disagree with our opinions, and get your voice heard. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks for supporting Mac Voices. Um, I was I was not going to touch this story, but um, Mark kind of has forced me to. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Warren, Warren what... Warren, what did you say that this is uh, Elon Musk bingo? Yeah, mm. if the um, his uh, filter produces these. I don't know if you guys see it, but like little check marks on some of the Elons, and it looks like you know they come and go. So it looks like he's crossing them out and playing tic tac toe or bingo. Oh yeah, the uh, the the um, I see what you mean now. And now I know what you're referring to. The yeah, yeah. Uh, the the. The, the the way the camera's handling the background just a, just an observation does anybody have any any thoughts on this i mean is oh. is Yvonne wrong is i i know right now the way i understand it Yvonne says that twitter can't either has overstated the number of bots on the platform excuse me understated the number of bots on the platform or really yeah. can't tell them how many bots are on the platform and twitter says it's given everything that Yvonne asked for and more and they know exactly how many bots which that in itself scares the daylights out of me because you know then if you have that if you know how that that you have that many bots on there shouldn't you be doing something about it? But yeah, that's really. a whole other discussion. Um, you know, I, who's who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy here? I mean, it, it seems like Elon's taking a lot of heat for this, but I'm not sure that I don't. If if I buy his argument, I would not feel real good about trying to put down forty any 40 anything right exactly well you know. so you shouldn't have signed a contract that said you know i'm doing this and i'm and i'm giving up you know i don't need any due diligence i you know this, jim ultimately this is going to be the legal yeah it's a gray it's area be, of it, it, if he's if he relies on if he relies on their you know their sec reportings and those are subsequently proved to be materially false uh even though he didn't have necessarily due diligence period you know does that preclude his reliance on stuff that under sarbanes oxley you know jack dorsey and now parag whatever his last name is now and their cfo uh you know are have to sign and you know attest to the accuracy of so uh, i think this is going to be a really interesting court case I Chuck, to answer your question, I think Elon was never really serious about this deal. Um, this is a guy who 
tweets something about dogs and crypto and the crypto markets change. You know, he likes doing that, right? He likes playing with the stock. He likes the fact that he's this one guy who could affect markets in different directions. And I think, right. He's done with Tesla. So yeah, he does that with Tesla all the time. He, you know, Tesla, he'll say something and it never happens. And then, you know, he does it all the time. So he just, somehow, I don't know how it's legal that he does it, but whatever, he does it. Um, They've gone after him. You know, $1 billion. I'm sure the guy doesn't want to lose $1 billion to get out of it. You know, Well, uh, from what I'm reading, $1 billion is the floor. It's not the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I just twi- Twitter is not asking for $1 billion. They're asking for $44 billion. Yeah, they, they want him to... Con- con- the initial thing the, was a breakup, uh, like a, a breakup fee is what they were saying, right? In the beginning... The right, but, but Twitter's fee. not... They're saying, no, no breakups. You... You, you oh, need they to said go that now. Initially, that's what they were saying. Initially, the contract had that. The contract had to break. Right. Up so I don't know. So if the contract had a breakup fee of a billion dollars and Elon broke up, I think it's cut and dry. He's going to pay the billion dollars, and that's going to be it. To be honest, right now. Right. And, I think- and that's why I think you know there's this. Uh, I think there's probably two negotiations, you know, or thoughts of negotiation strategy. One is. Okay, you know this puppy is not worth forty-four billion dollars. Uh, you not know, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. It's it's back down to almost where it was pre-pandemic. Uh, right. Today, uh, market value is twenty-six billion, and even that seems like maybe that's uh, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. one point eight times uh, the S and P. Sorry, uh, you know, two point two times uh, the S and P. You know, average uh, PE multiple. So Twitter has, I think, a long way, way more way to go down than it has to go up. So um, that's one thing. And, I, I, you know, so, you know, Twitter, you know, their board, they got sucker punched at is 54.20, you know, offer per share. So they want to sell at that price. Otherwise, they look like fools and incompetence to their shareholders. Um, you know, Musk, I don't think they saw this coming, his concern about, you know, spam bots. Uh, so, you know, I again, that's why I think, you know, this is in a in a clear, interesting legal case of, uh, yes, he, he forego due diligence in terms of additional inter- interrogation with uh, the management team. But, you know, he's relied on their public findings and, you know, he's offered you know, good faith evidence that, you know, the five percent number is wrong. Um, and Twitter, you know, just stonewalled him for you know, several weeks you know, on, you know, it's very complex and, you know, we can only tell you only God could figure it out. And then we uh, have to uh, shoot, shoot him because it's uh, all of our top secret proprietary information that we can't tell anybody. Uh, and then, you know, then you know, Musk went on a number of you know podcasts and things and was saying, oh, I think it's easily 20 or 25 and might even be a 50 percent. And then I think that put Twitter on the defensive. And then they came back and basically said, OK, here, we'll let you have everything. Will you have access to the daily feed? You know, I think they're hoping just to drown them in a spray of data. So uh, who knows what he's discovered uh, since then? So we're back. He's saying, OK, you you guys, your public filings are materially wrong. Uh, you're continuing to not give me the information I need and request, which he hasn't enumerated what that is in his uh uh, letter to break up. Uh, I suspect he's keeping his powder dry for a court case. 
So, you know, right now we're having uh, two parties, one saying, you know, you have to, you have to, we're suing you to close the deal as is. Now, one thing about that is there was uh, a contingency that, you know, the, uh, they, a lot of the reports are saying, oh, well, there's a specific performance clause in the contract, you know, Twitter is suing him to insist that he go through and he purchase it as long as his debt financing is in place. Well, at this point, if you were any of those lenders, uh, would you be willing you know, to go through? You know, because the issue about spam bots, you know, directly will affect you know, their revenue, you know, their ability to generate revenue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, <laughs> that money is going to be scared and this is not going to be there. So I think on that face of it, yes, uh, you know, you know, he has a defense that uh, he doesn't need to buy it. And the other thing is, yes, he negotiated, you know, if if this breaks up, you know, it's seemingly for any reason, then he's on the hook for a billion dollars. So um, does he want to forego his billion dollars or would he rather buy it at uh, some number like, say, 10 or 12 or 13 billion dollars, uh, you know, 75 percent off of the original deal? And for that, you know, we can have lots of barroom discussions and barroom fights and debates, but we'll never know until you know, the experiment runs out in real time. They go to court and we see what actually happens. And since then, I say, you know, get your get a bunch of popcorn, get your favorite adult beverage. It's going to be really fascinating to continue to watch this. Yeah. One thing that I saw today that was interesting was the question of, let's say, Delaware Chancery Court rules against him. Mm -hmm. How do they enforce that? And that the, you know, one of the ultimate casualties of this may be the prestige or, you know, whatever, the credibility of Delaware Chancery Court. Uh, because they may have no way to enforce uh, a mm -hmm. ruling against him. Uh, it's as I say, just get your popcorn. <laughs> get your popcorn. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. uh, interesting. Mike, you're you're sitting there looking very thoughtful. Any uh, opinions on this or feelings? Oh about no, this? I was just thinking that Elon Musk is a spam bot, and I think he's afraid of the competition. Yeah. <laughs> that wow, that's a good point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's but that 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 really doesn't have anything to do. With it. I mean, I don't care if he loses a billion dollars. No, that's awesome. I don't. Yeah, I mean, um, he's lost way more than that. Just in Twitter stock declines, you know. So, yeah. I think it was Mark who made a good point that he, you know, sure, he breaks up, he pays a billion dollars, uh, market value goes down, he swoops in again, buys it up for a fraction of what he was originally going to buy it for. Well, yeah, the, the other interesting that, question right? is, Jim, will will Twitter survive? You know, or maybe Microsoft will buy it, or Oracle, or. I, I would much rather have Microsoft or Oracle. Uh, Oracle. I'd much rather have Microsoft buy yeah. Twitter than uh, I guess Oracle wouldn't be too bad. Uh, Man, I'd, yeah, rather I, I'd, rather <laughs> I'd rather have Microsoft. I'd rather have Microsoft. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to you know disappear and vanish and go away. It's uh, um, well. I hope it doesn't, but uh, you know, MySpace, anyone? I, you know, I, I was I just do, on it ten I, minutes ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> MySpace or Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was much on it much when it was a thing. 
Again, MySpace or Twitter? MySpace. <laughs> yeah. so Twitter never... is about the only social network I am on. Uh, I will never be on Facebook. Technically, I guess I'm on it, but I'm I'm not there. Don't bother sending me a message on Facebook. I'll never, ever see it. Mike, well, we're kindred, I, we're kindred I, spirits. I'm exactly the same. I, you know, it's, I, I, I am also. Yeah. Every every day I consider whether today is the day I, anyway, shut I got down all your checks. My Facebook accounts. Good Nigerian prince was trying to reach the three of you on Facebook. And he reached me because I checked my Facebook. And you now have a billion dollars. I now see? have all the money. All there the you money. go. And my Twitter. I'm buying so Twitter. You, so you and can you had to his... what? Give him a hundred thousand dollars in advance, uh, Warren. You, you give him a hundred thousand dollars and uh, and ship him uh, <laughs> ship him computer parts. Yes. Hey, I want to. Th I'm throwing a, a link, uh, sort of to wrap this part of the conversation up. I'm throwing a link into um, the video version of Lex Friedman's podcast. Mark turned me on to this podcast a long time ago. Um, the particular link I just threw in is the a conversation with Elon Musk that is really, in my opinion, worth listening to. Um, because the guy just, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, he he has a different way of looking at things. And to ignore him is, I think, to really not give enough credit to a, a different way of approaching some of the problems we have. And not just Twitter necessarily, but you know, pretty much everything he's involved in. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I can't recommend you know, this, this podcast highly enough. It's one of those super lengthy podcasts that can go for two or three hours. Um, so, you know, you better be prepared. My personal way of dealing with it is I list, look at who the guest is. And if it's somebody I'm interested in, I'll listen. If not, I'll skip over it, but they're always really great conversations. And so Mark, thank you for uh, turning this onto this because I look at it and I think, oh, there goes, there's another three hour interview. But then I go through the three hour interview and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. So I think that was a Christmas or Mac, uh, you know, a gift guide uh, recommendation. I believe so. I believe so. And, and I've, you know, dug in and it's, it's, and Lex himself is kind of an interesting guy. Um, as by the way, it's not the Lex Friedman you might know from Macworld days. Right. Um, it's a, it's a whole nother Lex Friedman. So. The Mac Voices Live panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up our discussion of Elon Musk with some surprising conclusions. We also take a look at Apple's shipments versus their competition and the failure of an iPad competitor. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.